Toasties. I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all, and welcome to our Toasted Shenanigans. How you doing up there? Uh, de-stressing. Look, I could touch you. <laughs> I know, <laughs> this is wonderful. This is the best way to do it. Yes, it is. Very much so. <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to do it in person. Yeah, the virtual shit sucks. It does. It's convenient, but it sucks. It does. It is convenient, though. What are you doing over there, though? I'm tired. (laughs) I'm so tired. You're always tired. You know, it's a disability. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) I am. But I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) Did you get a nap in today at all? I worked. So, no. I came home from work. I took Angel to dance and then I went to football and then I went to the grocery store. I picked Angel up from dance. I got Taco Bell and went home. Well, at least you got Taco Bell. I know. It was all right. And except for the fact that I forgot Angel's taco. <laughs> at least I got her potatoes. The girl loves her potatoes. They do have good potatoes. Yeah. I love me some Taco Bell. Taco Bell has their french fries right now, too. I don't care for their french fries. I don't mind them. They're not like the old school French fries. Do you remember back in like when we were kids and they had French fries? Yeah. They were like the nice like crinkle, really crispy cut. Yeah. They were delicious. I know. This shit now is like a flaky potato. I don't like it. They not Everything's not like it used to be. I know. I mean, come on now. I miss the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) What you got in your spooky cup? I like that cup. That's so cute. Thank you. It's just H2O. Good for you. Yeah. I'm proud Hydrating. I'm proud of you. Yeah, you had a rough day. Yeah. But I'm glad you're feeling one day I'll One day I'll stop getting sick. I, I seriously feel like ever since I took that damn mask off, I get sick constantly now. I don't know if it's because I'm around more people or I'm not constantly, because I do have a habit of constantly touching my face. I probably need to stop that. Oh, everybody needs to stop touching their face. Unless I'm touching your face now. right now. I can't help it. <laughs> Um, it's a thing maybe you need to wash your hands more i don't know man i'm constantly using hands my skin is okay, peeling don't use, off don't my, use hand sanitizer well i wash them when i get the chance yeah, to but my skin is literally peeling off my hands yeah because from, you're just drying it out with hand sanitizer that's all it's doing just rubbing know. the dirt around i don't know I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna put myself in a bubble i told you i'm just gonna hand you my sage you go home <laughs> desage yourself do all the things. I've got some at home. Well, then you need to fucking burn it. Yeah, I do. Cleanse your soul and your spirits and your auras, all of it. You know, it's the last time since I've actually taken the time to even, like, practice again. I was realizing that the other day, I'm like, this sucks. I need to get back to it. Now, that's probably part of your problem, too. <laughs> Not even going to lie to you. You got all these moon shits, astrological stuff going on right now. You probably really need to, to get some shit together. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Getting old sucks. It does. Oh, gosh. It so does. Anyways, I realized how old I was when I was looking at pictures of my kids. The ones mm. I was sending you, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so big. Doesn't take long. No. It's unacceptable. Anyways, so last week 
um, we talked about the exorcist and it be a fake true story. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I can't. It's so pathetic. I can't even remember that if I mentioned when I was looking up the two or looking that information up, there was two situations that the movie, well, book slash movie mm-hmm. is based off of. The one that I we had spoken about last week in our last week episode, which was such a fun fucking episode. It was. It was so much fucking mm-hmm. fun. Speaking of which, wait, what you got in your fucking cup? <laughs> you didn't say. No, I didn't. Um, I'm drinking mead. Okay. I'm having uh, the grin and parrot because I like this one. It's like a, it's a, it's pear mead, I guess. It's cinnamony. It's very fall. Ooh, it's very fall. That sounds good. I don't want to try it though. I know. I wasn't going to offer today. My tummy's still a little iffy. I know. You know. Um, oh, total backtracking in a second before I go into this, what we were talking about in a minute. Um, did you know that Ryan Gosling has an album? Yes. From like when he was It was 2009. It yeah. came out in 2009. Yeah. I listened to the whole... I, I don't know why I did not know this information. Or maybe I did and I just forgot about it. And I'm just re- relearning it today or something. I don't know. I'm really disappointed in myself that I didn't already know this information or that I put it on the back burner that way I did because fucking I've never listened to it. It's fucking amazing. Is it really? It's spooky. What? Nuh-uh. Yeah. I'll check it out. It's called Dead Man's Bones. What? It's supposed to be like spooky. Like it's not your, it's not, it's. Like a punk rock spooky? Mm -mm. No. No, it's very old, oldies spooky. It's Hmm. cute. I like it. I'll check that out. I mean, I I liked it. Wouldn't expect that from Mr. Gosling, however you say his last name. Gosling. Gosling. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of the women that find him attractive. I am. I know you are. <laughs> he just looks like a sad dog to me. I'm like, oh, your poor soul. <laughs> when you said that, I imagined him from, oh gosh, I don't remember what movie it was. It was him and Steve Carell where he makes that look like. <laughs> a lot of memes are made with that face that he does. I like Ryan Gosling. I think he's a fantastic actor. Actor, but only for that like that one drama set. I couldn't imagine him in anything else. I'm trying to think of some of the movies that he's in and just kind of like like what was that movie? Drive? Yeah. He was in Drive, right? Am I thinking of the right title? Uh, I don't know. I'm not all there today. That's okay. Anyways, he has an album. You should go listen to it. I actually really enjoyed it. It was cute. It was oh, definitely. It was very like old school Halloween spooky. Hmm. Wasn't expecting it. Didn't even know he made that until very recent. I'm very disappointed in myself that I'm just like I said learning this and actually taking the time to listen to it. But honestly, also I find listening to me. Oh shit! I that was it. not that me. Was Lloyd. me. That was not me. <laughs> I just enjoyed the fact that like listening or um. Oh shit! No, I got I got myself distracted. I just enjoyed it. I liked it. You should listen to it. It's good. I'll check oh, it out. I was saying it's easier to listen to music now than it was in two thousand nine. Okay. You could just hop on Spotify and literally find anything mm-hmm. now. Whereas in two thousand nine, we did not have that. No. iTunes. You had to find it and pay for everything. Or we still had LimeWire. I mean, Wire yeah. If we wanted to destroy our. Yeah, like our, our computers. <laughs> exactly. So. It's so much easier to get music. Yes, extremely. Now and learn new new artists all the time than it was in 2009. So I'll give myself some credit there. 
Anyways, back onto the, sh- the original story here. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to talk about that because I was like pleasantly surprised by it. Um, so looking into the story of the Exorcist and the true story and all that other kind of stuff, there was the one that I talked mm-hmm. about in the last episode. Yes. And there was another part that I oh I did bring it up I think about just briefly, briefly. but you said you said would go more into it. Yes. So okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about it. All right. So what you got for me? So it was the Loudon possessions is what that was about. It took place in France, supposedly. Now, I was kind of like looking into this and reading into mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. And I don't know like the actual truth behind it, but it was just interesting because it took place um, October 1st, ni- or 1632. Jesus. So we're talking way back when. Yeah. Okay. So it was these, sorry, something popped up on my phone. It was these nuns that apparently were possessed by the priest I was kind of talking a little bit about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I don't know, it was just really interesting. So give me a second here. Let me find, my, find a good pl- place here in my, my things that I found. So the first exorcisms were conducted on October 5th. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my anniversary. Sixteen thirty-two. Um, I thought I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta find my. I, some like I said, something just popped up on my phone, and now I'm just like, wait, where was I? How back? How far back does the Vatican go? Do you know that? I don't. You should look that up. Let's see. So, this case contains similar themes to other witchcraft trials that occurred throughout Western Europe in the 17th century. So, I feel like this was kind of like the the precursor to the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Oh, Wait, you said 16 what? The Salem witch trials, weren't they still? This was 1632, 34? Uh, it might be a little early for the, the Salem witch trials. Yeah, because it says here in... That this stuff didn't really... It was 1690s that when it finally hit the New World. Oh, wow. The Vatican wasn't officially formed until 1929. But 17... Or 17... 756, 1870 was pretty much still the larger larger papal states, it says. I don't know. I'm not good with all that Roman Catholic history. I should look it up, though, because parts of it does interest me. So this was before the Vatican. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So a covenant of Ursuline, U-R-S-U-L-I-N-E, mm-hmm. nuns said they had been visited and possessed by demons. Um, now Ursuline was, I guess, the church or something like that. Okay. Because um, Urbane Grandier was the priest at the time. Um, But following the investigation by the Catholic Church, a local priest named Urban Grandier Mm -hmm. was accused of summoning the evil spirits. Mm. And he was eventually convicted of the crimes of sorcery and he was burned at the stake. Ooh. Yeah. So this is a man. Now, France was very, like... King Louis. Oh, damn it. It was me again. <laughs> King Louis was very superstitious 
of especially witchcraft. I think I remember that. Oh, this was King Louis. Oh, gosh. I know it's in here somewhere. I can't remember what. King Louis the, I think this is 13. X111. The X is 10. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, The 13th. Yep. This is King Louis the 13th. There was a lot of King Louis in France. Like a lot. Yeah. So I was like, ah, King Louis, I have to be a little bit more specific. I know that they were very super superstitious of witchcraft. And I know they did do a lot of like, not necessarily witch hunting, but any inkling of like type of witchcraft thing. They nicked it right away. Um, so this case contains similar themes to other witchcraft trials that occurred throughout Western Europe in the 17th century. So like I said, there was the ones in France um, there was the Pen- Pendle Witches in England, which was in 19, or in 1612. Golly, why do I keep saying 19? Um, and then by the time before this was reaching then the New World in the 1690s. So, mm. mm-hmm. This was under the power of the, of King Louis the 13th. Mm-hmm. And he ordered the walls around Loudon, a, t- a town in Poitou, France. I'm I'm bad with my French guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, he ordered it, that wall to be demolished. Okay. Um. And then the populace of the two minds concerning this kind of came together. The Huguenots, for the most part, wanted to keep the walls, while the Catholics supported the monarchy. So there's like two groups of people, but. In May of 1632, an outbreak of the plague happened and claimed many, many lives. So together, the events of all the stuff that was going on with the possessions and whatnot, it created a lot all at once. mm -hmm, It created an anxiety in dividing the town. So I think that's really where like this probably Mm -hmm. kicked off this oh possession thing that was happening. Um, so Urbane Grandier, he was born in Rouvet towards the end of the 16th century and in 1617 he was appointed parish priest of saint pierre du marche in Loudon. um grandier was considered to be a good-looking man wealthy and well-educated an eloquent and popular preacher he incurred the envy of some of the local monks as he did not support cardinal uh rich R-I-C-H-E-L-I-E-U policies. And he was in favor of retaining the town's walls. Okay. So he wanted the walls to stay. Mm -hmm. King Louis did not. So he's going to have to go. There's a problem already there. It was widely believed that Grandier had fathered a son by Philippa Trinquant the daughter of his friend Louis Tricant, the king's prosecutor in London. So again, he's he's playing with fire here, mm-hmm. this man. Um, and according to Monsieur de Nyot, counselor at La Fresh, Grandier had aroused the hostilities of a number of husbands and fathers, some quite influential by the dishonor he had brought to their families through relations with the female members of their household. So this guy's just making enemies left and right. Left and right. Around 1620, Jacques de Trouble, mm-hmm. 
possibly a relative of Philippa, was quite vocal in expressing his opinion of Grandier's conduct with women. Um, and when Grandier demanded an explanation, Thibault beat him with a cane outside the Church of Saint Croix. And that's mild compared to anything back in the day. <laughs> right? It's not that bad. Well, I mean, he's beating a priest outside of a church, so uh, beating a holy man. Was, I mean, there's a lot done to priests back in the day, though. Yeah, it's true. And being a holy man, isn't he technically not supposed to be like doing nothing like that? He's they're part of the Catholics. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I don't know when they made that a rule. I'm no clue. Like I said, I have I need to educate myself more on the Roman Catholic religion. In the course of the resulting trial, Turbal raised certain charges in his defense, causing the magistrates to turn Grandier over to the excellential court. The bishop then prohibited Grandier from performing any public functions as priest for five years in the Diocese of Poitiers and forever in Loudoun. But Grandier appealed to the court at Poitiers as a number of witnesses retracted their statements. The case was dismissed without prejudice should new evidence be presented. Pre-justice. Prejudice, yeah. So... Nothing ever happened of him being beaten with a cane. Hmm. Yeah. So, the Ursuline convent had been open and lauded in 1626. Okay. In 1632, Prior, Prioress Jean de Angus. I'm so bad with this. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Presided over 17 nuns whose average age was 25. The first report of alleged demonic possession began about five months after the outbreak of the plague. Okay. In 1632, as it was winding down. While physicians and wealthy property owners had left town, go figure, Mm -hmm. the physicians because there was nothing they could do. Others attempted to isolate themselves, and the convents had shut themselves behind the walls. The nuns discontinued receiving parlor visitors. Grandier visited the sick and gave money to the poor, though. Mm. Mm -hmm. A young nun said that she had had a vision of her recent deceased confessor, Father Mosson, and soon other nuns reported similar visions. Canon Jean Mignon, the convent chaplain, who was also a nephew of Tricant, so again, we're having all those connections, decided that the series of exorcisms was in order. In the town, the people were saying it was an imposter. Hmm. The nuns then claimed the demon Asmode was sent to commit evil and impotent acts with them so they at least get these names from you know at least they had a name not just saying satan himself showed up like the last one true but still like (laughs) like where like i don't know i have no idea i'm probably horribly mispronouncing a lot of these so people in france i do apologize i'm very rusty on my french even though my son has been taking it for the last three years i'm rusty yeah, but you haven't been taking it, so. No. 
do you believe in full-on possession? No. You don't? No. Okay. Why? Um, Demons are a lot smarter than we think, even though they're dumb as hell. Okay. So you believe in demons. Oh, absolutely. But you don't believe that they can possess you. Not fully. Okay. I I think in this case right now, I think there was a town that was in a lot of dismay. And per the huge, as we see even in today's world, you got to put a blame somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of negative energy all at once there, during that time. Yeah. And of course, a demon sees that as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what they need. That's what they want. That's what they feed on. Again, we see this today. Mm-hmm. But... I do not believe that they'll just be like, you know what, I'm going to pick that person and just put myself in that body wearing it like a damn skin, a skin suit. Yeah. No, I don't believe that. Okay. They don't just pick one person and put, put them on. Fucking Buffalo Bill asked them that, that shit and all that other kind of stuff. All right. This is really weird that, though, I knew you were going to like probably talk about this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because it's weird because I, um... I picked something kind of similar to speak about, but it's a little bit more current. Okay. I'm loving to hear it. So during questioning about the supposed evil spirits thought to be possessing them, the nuns gave several answers as to who caused its presence. A priest, Peter, and Zabulon. Zabumafu. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. (laughs) damn leaping lemurs there (laughs) it was after almost like a week on october 11th that grandeur was named as the magician responsible though none of them had ever met him next people were asserting to be physicians and apothecaries were brought in canon mignon informed the local magistrates of what was happening at the convent, convent uh-huh. and Grandier filed a petition stating that his reputation was under attack and that the nuns should be confined. Um, the Archbishop of Bordeaux mm-hmm. intervened and ordered the nuns sequestered, upon which the appearance of the possession seemed to subside for a time. The nuns' increasingly extreme behavior, shouting, swearing, barking, etc., drew a considerable number of spectators. Per the use, you got some women going, burp, burp, burp. <laughs> I would look too. You got a little nun over there going, fuck. Well, they probably didn't say it like that. It's probably like, merde. Yeah, something. Yeah. That's the only French swear word I know. Um, They're going to look. Mm-hmm. Eventually, Cardinal. Richelieu decided to intervene, and Grandier had already offended Richelieu by his public opposition to the demolition of the town walls and his reputation for illicit relations with parishioners did not approve his standings with the cardinal. This bro got just bad name. Mm-hmm. He gave himself a bad name because dude can't keep his willy in his damn pants. Yeah. That's really what his problem was. And this is the 1600s. Keep it modest, bro. D- a completely different time back then, though, too, as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, now today, if a guy was doing this, everybody would be high-fiving him, calling him a t- total uh, man-god. 
Well, no, back in the day, it was acceptable, too, though, as well. Clearly not, because they hate him right now for his dick always being out. France, though, too, as well. I don't know, man. He's pissing everybody off with his dick. (laughs) (laughs) In addition, Grandier had written a book attacking the discipline of clergial, clergial, clergial celibacy, as well as a scathing satire of the cardinal. So, no. He's like, why are you all not having sex? We should all be having sex. One ginormous orgy. <laughs> One ginormous orgy. <laughs> Leave the walls up, though, because it's a kink. <laughs> yeah. Gotta have some kind of privacy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, an investigation around the time of the nun's accusations, Jean de la Bardemont. Mm-hmm. was sent to demolish the town tower. So we're just tearing shit down. People are having sex. People have plagues. It's just a whole fucked up situation, man. Yeah, it sounds about, about, about right about that time. <laughs> and it sounds like it's a basic Tuesday afternoon here, too. He was pre- um, prevented from doing so by the town militia. And upon returning to Paris, reported on the state of affairs in Loudon including the recent disturbances at the Ursuline Convent. And in November 1633, de l'Arbardemont mm-hmm. was commissioned to investigate the matter. And Grandier was arrested as a precaution against his fleeing the area. And the commissioner then began to take statements from witnesses who said Grandier often mysteriously appeared at the convent at all hours, although no one knew how he was able to get inside. Hmm. Yeah. Odd. So there was a trial. Okay. Um, and Monsieur de l'Arbardement returned to Loudon with a decree of the council dated 31 May 1634, confirming all his powers and prohibiting Parliament and all other judges from interfering the matter and forbidding all parties concerning concerned from appealing under penalty of a fine of 500 libere grandeur who had been held at the prison mm-hmm. of angers i'm probably pronouncing that wrong too but it looks like it says angers <laughs> was returned to loudon and laubardemont once again, observed and interrogated the nuns, now dispen- dispersing among a number of convents. And the Bishop of Pointiers, after having sent several doctors of theology to examine the victims, came to Loudon in person. And over the next two and a half months, he performed exorcisms, as did Father Tranquil O.F.M. Cap. I don't know what that exact last part is. But I still look at, I looked at Father Tranquil, and I was like, that looks like a damn, like, medication. Like, this is a <laughs> fake name. And on June 23rd, 1634, the Bishop of Pointiers and M. de la Bardemont. Uh-huh. I have to say this so slowly. I sound like a moron. <laughs> Being present, Grandier was brought from his prison to the Church of St. Saint Lo- Croix in his parish to be presented at the... The ex- to be present at the exorcisms. All the possessed were there likewise, as the accused and his partisans declared that the possessions were mere impostors. 
he was ordered to be himself the exorcist and the stole was presented to him. He could not refuse and therefore take the stole and the ritual and he received the pastoral benediction and after the Veni Creator had been sung, commenced the exorcisms in the usual form. So in August of 1634, the case was heard before the local magistrates. It was alleged that Grandeur had made a pact with the devil and had invited someone to a witch's Sabbath. Well, that escalated really quickly. Very quickly. And he was found guilty of sorcery and placing evil spells to, ca- to cause the possessions of the Ursuline nuns. And he was condemned to be burned at the stake. Now... I wonder how, like, I'm just curious as to what they considered were his, like, spells and whatnot. Well, I don't know. Honestly, I think he just pissed some fucking people off. And yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. And literally, they're like, well... It's all your witchcraft. Fault. Yep. Because you got a city that's plagued, they're angry, they're depressed, they're sad, they're there's a lot there's of a bad lot of energy. There's a lot of bad energy going on, but after the thing after he was, you know, burned at the stake. Okay. After he roasted. Yep. The possessions failed to stop. Mm. As a result, public exorcisms continued. Hmm. Supposedly. That's that is I need to study up more on exorcisms and when it began what it looked like that kind of stuff because i truly want to know you know from the way that these ones sounded like it sounds like they sang a bunch of songs <laughs> what like that's the way like like when i was reading this that's literally what it sounded like they said some they sang, sang some songs like some yeah, christian like, songs i don't know like is it because i we know what hollywood has like shown us and whatnot right like, but what did it what did it actually look like back in the day? There's got to be some kind of record of that. I'm sure there is, but apparently these possessions and exorcisms continue for three years after Grandier's death. Hmm. Um, the last departing demon left clear signs of their exit from Jeanne de Angs, the mother superior of the community. When the names Joseph and Mary miraculously appeared inscribed on De Ang's left arm. Mm. So, yeah, that's that was. Now, I don't know how that inspired anything for the exorcist whatsoever, other than the sex stuff. Um, because in the exorcist, she had a little moment yeah. with with some yeah. holy items. But that had nothing to do with the exorcism. <laughs> but it was interesting when I saw that. I'm like, exorcisms in the 1600s, what? Well, they, I think they go back farther than that because there's records of like oh yeah, stigmata absolutely. that they... Oh, absolutely. Back further than that. But the fact that this was like some dude who got burned at the stake for witchcraft and exorcisms. And I was like, I have to, I have to, I have to read this. I have to know this. And I want to share this with you guys. So... Um, everybody stop being so cranky and angry. Let's get rid of the negative juju. Keep up the sex if you want. It's okay now. That's allowed. <laughs> um, if you like to do it in public, that's your business. But make sure there's no, no inappropriate eyes should not see it. Because apparently that's also a problem with the walls up or down. Um, put a blanket over yourself or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> People just can't go fucking the public anymore, Missy. <laughs> oh, 
Damn. They're going to get arrested. That's true. Don't do it. They Don't might do burn. That. They might burn you at the stake. <laughs> Go in the bathroom. <laughs> See? Walls. Got to keep them yeah, up. Yeah, you got to keep up the gotta walls. Keep, okay, so have sex. Keep the walls up, though. Stop being cranky and angry and negative all the time. Because then otherwise people are going to start burning at the stake. Pretty much. Somebody's going to roast for it. Somebody always roasts for it. Yep. They always find something. Always. Or somebody to blame it on. But if you got a healthy sex life, go for it, man. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> Put a tent up. That's a wall. <laughs> I think it's still considered public, though. Oh, that's stupid. I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. You can't have sex in your car. Yeah. So. Okay. Find a bathroom. I'm pretty sure that still counts, too, if they get caught. If it's locked and you're the only people in there, it's fine. I think you're encouraging bad behaviors. <laughs> it's the, You know what? I'd rather people go lock themselves in the bathroom, have sex, and do half the other shit they're doing out to there today. So Very true. That That's very you're, true. You're spreading mutual love if you're just having sex. Well, Consensual depends. sex yeah, yeah. in the bathroom. Yes. I just really wanted to be very clear on that. Consensual. Please make it fucking consensual because that one is definitely the only acceptable kind. Hmm. Just behave yourself, people. Okay? Be nice. <laughs> we've got her all flustered over here (laughs) (laughs) just a smidge yeah that was uh i don't know i had had to share that that was a little fun fun fact fun thing i I did not get anything from the exorcist of that but it's fun so you think all the possession cases that we've talked about well i know you think they're all just kind of like bs Mm -hmm. um that none of those were true possessions no now the one I have to talk about today mm-hmm. is a very famous, quote unquote, maybe possession or haunting. I don't know if it's a full on possession. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know your opinion on it first before okay. we talk about it. Okay. Throw it at me. You're familiar with the Perrin family that uh, they uh, encouraged the making of The Conjuring. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And at the end, they show the mother being possessed and do an exorcism, the Warrens do. That's not what happened in real life. Mm-hmm. It was something different. It was a seance. Okay. Um, but they believed that she was haunted by this spirit. Now, being possessed and being haunted are two different things. Okay. Two totally different things. But do you believe being haunted can still, I guess, transform that personality to make it seem like they're possessed yes okay and why um imagining having somebody in your ear constantly telling you something mm-hmm. and you build a new conscious that you think is there that's not okay all right that's what that yes all right now do you actually believe i don't know how much you know about the parent family do you believe they were actually haunted I would have to re-educate myself on that, um, on them to -hmm. give you that true opinion. I do believe people can be haunted, like the Lutz, Mm -hmm. George Lutz. That house was not haunted. George Lutz was haunted. Yes. And I believe that he acted out from his hauntings that he did not realize he was in. Because he fucked around and he found mm-hmm. out. But which is also another mm-hmm. person the Warrens involved with. Yeah, I have a problem with the Warrens. Okay, and this is where I'm getting to. Um, I'll talk about, you know, the parents. Um, I I was for the Warrens, but I went down a rabbit hole after this. 
And I found out a lot of stuff about the Warrens uh-huh. that I was like, oof, never heard any of this before. I should have educated myself first. And it really does sound like, I mean, that I wouldn't say maybe, well, they did. They took advantage of a lot of people, but mm-hmm. granted, they didn't charge them or anything, but they still used them as puppets mm-hmm. in their own ploy. And one of what made me give me that aha moment, I never knew that Ed Warren had an affair on Lorraine Warren. Mm. And you're talking about this is supposed to be a very intuitive woman. She's a medium, correct? So she says. So she says. So she would be very intuitive. And what brought me down this rabbit hole is when she's interviewing, um, was it the mother's mother? Was it it's Carolyn, I think, or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, she interviewed her first before actually doing a reading of the home. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's ass backwards. So, of course, she's going to go into these homes or into these rooms and say what's not good and what's what's shouldn't be touched and this and that because she already knows the story. Yeah, she was fed the information of what to say. So then I started kind of like the interrogations. Yeah. You got people they're trying to convince to to admit to something. You give them a little bit of correct. Yeah. So then I started researching and whatnot, and that's when I found out that Ed had an affair with some fifteen-year-old perv. Yep. Did See, not know that at all. And then after that, I was that's just like, not allowed. But if she's this intuitive being, how would she not know? She's fake. Yeah, hey. she has to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I would start looking at all of their cases and whatnot. But this one stood out a little bit more to me because during, was it locked? Yeah, during lockdown, tail end of lockdown, the family that did own the Conjuring house, they now have sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, they partnered with uh, Dark Zone Net or something like that and did a live streaming. Mm-hmm. And I watched a lot of it. Yeah. And um, it was... None of it was like a ploy or anything. It was 24-7. Watch what you want when you want. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of stuff like I, I couldn't explain. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Granted, you could, somebody could come up with something and say, oh, it was this, it was that. But it doesn't make sense if nobody's there, nothing's in the room, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Anyways, went down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Started looking at The Conjuring. And I don't know if you remember or not, they said that the being that was haunting the mother was was it Beth, Bathsheba Sherman I think I said that right and that she was a witch back in the day okay all right but Bathsheba was a witch back in the day correct okay and that she had murdered children to sacrifice to Satan that seems very fucking cliche already yes I'm gonna read this article first okay it's a little bit long, but I'm going to read this article first. Okay. And then I will go through and explain some things. Okay. Okay? So, all right. So, Bathsheba Sherman, mm-hmm. supposedly the fearsome demon that terrorized the Perrin family in The Conjuring, was not entirely a fictional creation. <clears throat> not entirely. Okay. So, some believe she was a witch who worshipped Satan and was related to Mary Esty, a woman who was hanged in Salem witch trials, um, which I did research her a little bit, and that was true. Okay. Um, but I couldn't find any relation to Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just hearsay. But 
Others believe Sherman murdered children in the 19th century Connecticut. As for the actual historical records, they confirm that Bathsheba Thayer was born in 1812 and would later marry a farmer named Judson Sherman in Connecticut before birthing a boy named Herbert. The legends, meanwhile, claim that she was later caught sacrificing her son to Satan with a sewing needle. Cursing all who would dare to live on her land, she supposedly climbed a tree and hung herself. Now, according to paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren, Bathsheba Sherman promised to haunt anyone who would go on to occupy that land where her home once sat. The couple who contacted by the, by the parent family who had moved onto the property in 1971, started claiming household items had begun to vanish and the children were supposedly being visited nightly by a malevolent female spirit. Their eldest daughter, Andrea Perrin, has since chronicled her traumatizing childhood in the House of the Darkness, the House of Light. While skeptics say that the Warrens are, are mere profiteers of the unexplained, Perrin has yet to waver from her story. And I remember this to be true because they brought her on during the live. Mm-hmm. And she spoke very highly of them. Of the Warrens? Yes. Hmm. But I have a theory behind that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I believe the only reason why she did speak so highly of them, because she has her own chronicles that she wrote. Mm. So what better way to publicize your own book than to pl- publicize them too as well. Absolutely, because everybody's gonna... So I don't, I don't trust her word. No. Um, but to separate fact from fiction, when it comes to the true story of The Conjuring, one must return to the life of the real Bathsheba Sherman. So, going back and looking a little bit at her life, mm-hmm. um, by all accounts, Bathsheba Thayer had a relatively contented childhood. She would grow into an envied beauty and tie the knot at 32 years old in 1844, which I thought was really old for her. I'm not, like, judging her age, but, like, at that time, that seemed really old to get married. Oh, yeah. But her husband ran a profitable produce business from his 200-acre farm in Harrisville, Rhode Island. But the community would soon see the newlywed wife as a threat. Because she was pretty. Well, this is what they're saying. But this is what the Warrens say? Um, this is documented outside of the Warrens. Okay. That's what I, okay. Some of it, I don't know if it's actually factual. It would be hard to find records on that. Yeah. Um, but she had been babysitting her neighbor's son when the young boy mysteriously died. Local doctors established that the child's skull had been impaled with a small fatal tool. Um, the fuck? Yeah. That's not a sudden death, then. That's... Carry on. Despite the fact that Sherman was the last to attend to the boy, the case never went to court and local women were enraged. Understandably so. Now, according to legend, Bathsheba Sherman's son would never celebrate his first birthday as his mother stabbed him to death a week after he was born. Her confounded husband is said to have caught her in the act and witnessed her vowing allegiance to the devil before climbing the tree she would hang from in 1849. So she she killed herself in both stories. We'll get there. Hold on. It gets really confusing. (sighs) While some claim they had three other children, there are no census records of this to exist. So just so everybody knows, the only way of that would be possible is if they died at a really, really young age. 
And back in the day, remember, we don't really have hospital records and stuff like that back then that report mm-hmm. like instantly. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. So they would have to die before their first birthday, too, as well. Okay. Okay. Now, some remain convinced, however, that none of these siblings live past seven. Ultimately, Bathsheba Sherman's story begins largely unsourced, while records confirm Judson Sherman died in 1881 with Bathsheba Sherman's tombstone in downtown Harrisville revealing her date of death as May 25th, 1885. Her alleged suicide in 1849 appears utterly fabricated. Mm-hmm. Today, Andrea Perrin is unconvinced that it was Sherman who terrorized her as a child at all, but the neighboring Arnold estate matriarch who hanged herself in the barn in 1797 instead. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I thought that to be interesting because I hear her speak so highly of the Warrens and whatnot, but the Warrens were the ones that brought up Bathsheba because they went into and just looked at the history of the house Mm -hmm. and then made up this story how she hung herself. Hmm. But it makes more sense from what Andrea's saying that it was from the plantation next door. Yeah. Now, as far as, like, activity in the house, it all kind of came to a stop once they left. But eventually, Roger, the husband, didn't believe in the Warrens. He called bullshit all along. Mm -hmm. And he kicked them out of the house and told them never to come back. Because he was worried about his wife's health when they did the seance in the basement. That was the possession that they showed in the movie. Mm -hmm. There was no possession that actually happened. It was a seance. So here's my theory on the situation. Mm -hmm. I do believe some people can be possessed. I don't think it's the Hollywood possession. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a lingering dark energy around you. Yes. Um, But I also think when you do these seances, it opens. You're fucking around. Yeah. And you're about to find out. I will say that for sure doors and it makes more sense now thinking back and watching some of that live stream of the different things you would see because you could tell it was different energies yeah some could be playful some could be intimidating some would be dark it was just you could tell there was a different energy you can't see energy but for Mm -hmm. some reason you can see it too at the same time i don't know how to explain it yeah But I do believe the Warrens made the situation worse. Absolutely. And they actually brought on the conjuring into that home Mm -hmm. and made it 10 times worse for that family at that home. That family didn't end up moving out until I think like 1981 or something. Okay. So they lived there for a decade till they could save up again because they used all of their savings to buy that farm. Right. So they were just kind of stuck there till they saved up enough money. Mm-hmm. I mean, a decade, that's entire lifetime for these children. Yeah. And all of this stuff is still going on and still progressively getting worse. But most of all, it's happening more to the mother. Mm-hmm. And that was the one who the seance was involved with. Right. It was not the children. Mm-hmm. So going down that rabbit hole is, of course, where I went down and realized the Warrens and how much torture they actually brought into people's lives. Let me ask you this. When you finally came to that realization, how mad were you? I don't know. I First of all, when I found out 
Ed had an affair with a 15 year old. I was livid. Well, yeah, naturally. But I'm just saying when you when you finally realized how phony they were. I think I how got di- I'm not mad. How disappointed were you? Um, I mean, I was disappointed, but I think I like I kind of knew it. I did. I knew it. Yeah, I think I I, I, I never liked it. them. Um, especially so you hear I think you hear them reference it in the movie, too, as well. Um, that Carolyn or whatever her name is, I can't remember mom's name, um, is being haunted by a witch that has a crooked neck mm-hmm. from hanging herself. Mm-hmm. But that's all they've been told. And they kind of like try to make it fit and match up, even in some of the like mm-hmm. the research I've done on the conjuring and whatnot. And they refer to it in the live too, as well, mm-hmm. where some kids that had been in the house before drew stuff on the wall and whatnot of this mm-hmm. lady with the crooked neck. But anytime they investigated the situation, it was clearly not a female spirit in that house. Mm-hmm. It was clearly a male spirit. And this, whatever spirit they kept referencing, mm-hmm. unless I missed it between that, because I what was this, like a span of a couple weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could have missed something, but... I mean, if it's a 24-hour constant, yeah, you could easily miss them. But it, it, if, you, if they caught something big, they would re-show it. You'd think. But I don't know how to explain it. It was not female in that house. You could just tell. And it was angry. And it wasn't like... Um, I guess the best way to explain it is like you would see this playful stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see something really dark and negative happen. And it would remain quiet for a couple of days until it picked back up. What house is this again? The Conjuring House. Yeah, no, where was it? Uh, Rhode Island. Huh. It recently sold again. And... And were the other families experiencing things? The families that were that lived there? Well, they, they after, only stayed there part-time. After, any, any families after the... After what the mm. Warrens did? Kind of like, you know how Amityville, the house was fine after I think, the Lutzes left? I think they said they experienced, like, some stuff, but it wasn't, like, a possession or, or a haunting or anything. Just weird stuff would happen. Like, I literally watched toy cars that, you know, you watch somebody put up there mm-hmm. and later on just fly fly off the seat and start moving around the room. Mm-hmm. You can't really explain that. Some people are going to say, like, a fishing line or whatnot. But if it was a fishing line, it would move in a certain way. And it didn't move that way. Mm-hmm. But there's also um, somebody who, who was there, John Huntington, which I know some people don't really care for him. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, friends of the people who own the house. And he was invited to do this investigation with them. Mm-hmm. And whoever it was seemed particularly fond of him. He had the most interaction, mm-hmm. more so than anybody else. But the family, no, they would not live there. They would just, you know, stay there every now and then. Because mm-hmm. it was just, it was too much. And they would actually stay in a, a different part of the house. They would not stay in the main house. Which you over there working through? She had one, Beth, whatever. Bathsheba? Bathsheba. Had a kid. Suppose, well, should we know of Herbert. We had Herbert. We had Herbert. Bathsheba and a husband. Mm-hmm. But suppose- This farm, though, would keep in mind, was owned supposedly for, what, the past eight decades, I think, by the same family. Bathsheba's family? Mm-hmm. 
whether that's true or not. But I haven't confirmed myself, but that's what I've read in articles. But Bathsheba, her husband, and, and the little boy, mm-hmm. possibly she had three other children. So that would be four total. Mm-hmm. But the woman that haunted her was not Bathsheba, but yet the woman from the neighbor's plantation. Uh, did it? Did she say woman? Yes. No. Hold on. Let me go. Did she say? Uh. No. Someone's plantation. Oh, hanged herself. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she... on the Arnold estate. I guess we'd have to do more research on the Arnold estate. Yes. And figure out what's that story next door. Yes. But I don't believe... Lauren's are shit. Yeah. I've always thought that they were shit. I don't believe that it was... I just find Beth it... Sheba. Um, no. And I have a feeling Bathsheba did have other children. They weren't documented because they died in childbirth. Herbert probably died later. Not because he was murdered. It's just the times, unfortunately. Um... Yeah, I'm very intrigued right now. I want to know. Yeah, like I, I started this and of course, you know, now, now we're going to just come back and do a whole full fucking episode. Yeah, you guys are going to have to come back on this one. My brain's really ticking right now. It's, All right. It's I... tingling. Well, this just blew my 1600s exorcism out the water. Should have just talked about this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh... See, and this is why you guys got to also have consensual sex. 15-year-olds are not one to have sex with grown-ass men. Now, this could make some sense. Uh, her name was Carolyn. Carolyn Perrin, the mother. Um, she did a lot of research on her own, though, too, as well. And she contacted a local historian who told her that Bathsheba enjoyed starving and beating her farmhands. I could see that. But I don't think it's Bathsheba. No, it's I not. I wish I had it's not- some kind of, like... It's hard to put into words. No, it's not Bathsheba. Bathsheba is not. No, it's not. And she probably was beating her hands. I think that energy that you're seeing might be her husband, though. I don't know how he died. Wait, did I know how he died? I know she supposedly died because there's another record that she supposedly died because she turned into stone. But which they were referring to back in the day, because remember, it's that time period, was... uh paralysis so where they're saying she turned to stone because she couldn't move mm-hmm. was actually paralysis mm-hmm. but if she was like an actual witch or anything something else would have been done no she's not a witch she was not and i honestly i don't know if she actually because again there's no records on it mm-hmm. because there's no case or trial but i honestly don't believe she just stabbed a baby in the back of the head no, that would not that would not have just flied. Not just So I don't know how that got into no. I don't know if it's something the Warrens created to make what? the story sound better, to make it sell better. Absolutely. But it doesn't make sense. Because they're also the ones that said the walls were oozing. Yeah, they said that about the fucking whatever at the yeah, um, Amityville. Amityville. Yeah. So they repeat stories, they're trash. Mm-hmm. Let's pin this. Let's come back. Exactly. See? You got my we got to do some research and, and come back to your toasties on this one. Yeah. I'm, I can't even speak. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you on last one. I like this one. If you get the chance, go on YouTube. Yeah. And look for what I think it's called Dark Zone. 
Okay. Or Darknet or something like that. It was who hosted it. But footage from The Conjuring that night for those uh, during lockdown. Oh, well. And you'll see what I'm saying. I promise. All right. We're about to get even more spooky into this spooky month, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. This one wasn't as funny, but this one really has my, uh, thank Like, you. I gotta debunk the warns Thank now. you. That's, like, I had to. Like, it's gotta happen. We gotta do this. Come back, Toasties. Let us know some of your thoughts on this situation. I need to hear some, I need to hear some things. Yeah, absolutely. So find us on all the, the social medias of all the sources. Like, follow, share, hit that bell. Come back and listen to us. Get a, get a, get your input inputs on this we'll we'll love to talk about those as in this next episode because uh i wish i could explain to you guys what i'm feeling right now that that's all i could say that's literally how i can leave it right now yeah. thank you we gotta we gotta go do some research i gotta i gotta <laughs> yeah i'm i'm literally speechless at the moment until next time guys yeah right thanks <laughs> i'm gonna leave this on a total cliffhanger come back next week we're gonna get we're gonna finish this one yeah until next time guys thank you All right. Bye. Bye.